It's Christmas Eve. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for and rejoice in and sing about, and we've done some of that. What a wonderful thing. I, uh, I trust, um, for some of you, this is kind of like the rescue mission. Um, they're making you come and to this service before you eat, before you eat, and uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to have you here tonight. Uh, what a blessing it is to be uh, together in a full sanctuary uh, singing about Jesus. I want to encourage you about something before I get rolling, and uh, forgive me, I'm going to be in rare form tonight. I just want to warn you. Uh, my father, who is my hero, uh, my earthly hero, uh, we, we uh, enrolled him in hospice yesterday, and uh, so my dad is something else. If you haven't met my dad, he's a bit of a legend. And he always wants to know uh, where you're at. And so I'm encouraged and emboldened this morning, this evening, uh, to share with you a little bit more than I would on a regular Christmas Eve. First of all, uh, so many of you would call yourselves followers of Jesus. You love Jesus. And I want to encourage you that you have chosen correctly uh, if you love Jesus here today. Uh, but do not separate. I, I grew up in Santa Barbara, and uh, Santa Barbara, you know, typical California beach uh, city, a land of fruits and nuts, you know, they have all kinds of great ideas. And I, I grew up in a, a surf culture, not me personally, but around surfers, and many of them would say, you know, I just feel so close to God when I'm just out on my board, and I'm just worshiping. And, and I think to myself, is that what God intended? Uh, was that where he uh, designed you to have fellowship and community? I want to tell you, uh, nature points to him, but his church is his bride. His church is his bride. And for you to uh, say you love Jesus, but you can't, you can't stand his bride, um, doesn't make sense, does it? Uh, if you say you love me, but you can't stand my wife, uh, we're having problems. And I just want to encourage you, uh, if this is not your church, if you live someplace else, get involved in a local church. It's where God intended you to be as God's people. In the book of Colossians, that's where we're going to be this, uh, this evening. I'm going to say this morning a few times because we're just a morning church here. But um, in Colossians chapter 1, uh, uh, Colossians is a great uh, Chapter 1 especially is speaking of the greatness of Jesus. And, and as we look at this this morning, verses this evening, verses, I don't know what day it is, 13, 14, um, th- this is what it says in God's Word. Uh, he wants us to know this. It, it says that He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. God, we ask in our moments this evening that you would encourage our hearts to trust in your son, Jesus, to love him, to uh, rejoice in him, to feel blessed by him, that he came, that we might have life and that we might be transferred, uh, not left in the domain of darkness, but into his glorious kingdom, the kingdom uh, that you intended for us the kingdom of your beloved Son, in whom we have the forgiveness of sins. It's in his name we pray. Amen. 
Amen. So uh, in this verse, uh, kids, I won't be too long. I'll try, try to be real direct this, this evening. Uh, we celebrate uh, today and tomorrow in this season, we celebrate a baby being born. And babies are a big deal. Uh, I know that they upend households. They change lives of parents and grandparents. They, uh, they cry a lot. They need to be fed a lot. And there's something changing about a baby. And Jesus came as a baby. And, but if you would have seen him, you would have said, oh, nice, it's a baby. It's a baby boy. It's a baby boy born in kind of poverty kind of situation, uh, not in a nice uh, fancy palace, uh, but as Zach talked about, a feeding trough. And that's where he began. And as you look at that, you go, well, what's the big deal? Some might say, what is so significant about that? Uh, there were other babies born, probably even in Bethlehem, maybe even that night. Uh, and the idea of why is this baby so special? And I want to tell you, it wasn't so much uh, his birth, but what he came to do. Uh, his birth was a big deal too. Tons of prophecies spoken of years and hundreds of years before he came and spoke specifically about what he was, how he was going to be born. But the significance of his birth was what he was going to do, what he was going to grow up to be, and how his life was going to really culminate, and how that would affect you and me. Uh, in this verse, um, we see the plan of God, the plan of the Father worked out in the Son. And he wants to share with us, God wants us to know why Jesus is so special. And so if we could look at that this evening, just for a few moments... I want to ask the question, what do you have without Jesus? What do you have without Jesus? You have everything that's in this world. You, you have opportunities, everything that this world affords. Uh, I watched an interview with Elon Musk, a uh, very uh, important man in our world today, and a very smart man, and he thinks of things way, 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 way outside the box. And the, the person who was interviewing him said something, what motivates you? And he says, well, the future, the future. And he says, I want to look to the future and not be sad, not be sad. And I thought, it's a very astute observation. Because when you look at what's around you right now and the, see the things that are happening and some of the things that might be happening in the future, you might be sad. And so I look at this world and I ask the question, what do you have without Jesus? And in this first verse that we look at, it, it says the domain of darkness. That's what this world is encompassed by, the domain of darkness. As you think of that word domain, it's the idea of the rule of the land, the authority, or a kind of government that rules that are the people who are in, they live by the domain of darkness. Uh, I'm not going to go into great deal and explain this to you this evening because you know it already. Do you see it? Do you see it in our world today? Kids, it's funny. Uh, you know, you could be playing with some friends and you having a good time, and then all of a sudden, 
uh, there's a toy and you want to play with it and somebody else wants to play with it. And what happens? Pushing and shoving, right? Mom, I had it first. No, it's mine. Give it. Fighting, right? Well, why can't we all get along? The domain of darkness, right? The selfishness that we have in our hearts, the greed that we have. You, you see it everywhere. Uh, you, you see it in politics, huh? Did I say that this evening? Sorry. It'll ruin a good evening. Politics. You, you see it in, in our culture, the taking advantage of children. And I'll say it that way, but I, you, you know there's more to that, right? You know it's wickedness. and We see it everywhere. We see it in the, the way that our world is educating children. We see it in economics where people are driven by greed and un, uncaring for other people. We see it in entertainment. Uh, the, the idea that uh, the making of money and the dark world that they live in, we see the darkness everywhere. We see it in uh, the, the people, the celebrities, sports figures, in medicine, in wars. We see it everywhere. We see darkness in the world. But we also see it closer to home, right? We see it in our, our personal world. Some of you have seen it in your childhood. You bear the scars of it today. You see it in your your family and maybe in your children. You see it maybe in the addictions of your family and the sins that you struggle with. You see it in the broken relationships that you may have one to another, husband to spouse, wife and uh, kids to parents and siblings to one another. And even more, we see the darkness in ourselves, the quietness where no one else sees. We see it in our thoughts, in our greed, in our pride, in our weakness for sin. We see the darkness in ourselves. In this world of darkness, this world of darkness that I've just described is a a world, a family, a life that leads to hell. Merry Christmas. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> That's obviously the domain of darkness where we're stuck without Jesus. That's what you'll get without Jesus. It's clear. You'll be stuck in the domain of darkness. But as you look at verse 13, it says this, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness, which leads us to want to talk about. For me, uh, this is so great. What do you have with Jesus? What do you have with him? If you have a relationship with him, what is it that changes your life from being in the domain of darkness? What is different? Well, first of all, in verse 13, you're rescued from darkness. You're rescued from it, both eternally and now. And now, it's not that the dark world, like you have a, uh, it won't touch you or anything, but right now, because of what Christ has done, if you have Jesus, if you have a relationship with him, though the darkness is all around us, we live as children of the light. We have that. We have been rescued from that. That, that picture, and it's so important for us here at Bear Valley Church, is that we realize that every one of us, 
needs to be rescued from this domain of darkness. It doesn't matter if you, 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 know, you have nice clothes on. You guys look great today. I can't really see you, but I trust that you do. Uh, you look great tonight. You clean up well. You have a nice, you know, you're, you're smiling. You're happy. Uh, there, there's an outward appearance that you're, you know, you have that. But know this, that we know that everyone needs to be rescued from their own sin. Everyone. And we realize that rescuing is what Jesus came to do, rescue us individually from the domain of darkness. I'm going to continue. Um, Rescue from the darkness. We look uh, at, at this passage and we see that we're rescued from darkness, but there's a serious re- regime change that's going on. You go from the domain of darkness to this new kingdom, the kingdom of the beloved son. And as I look at that, I see that word beloved and I realize that as God loves his son, he loves those who are in his kingdom. And that now we are a part of his beloved, that we are a part of his family. And how amazing that is to go, uh, as Romans talks about, that we're an object of his wrath, an object of his anger, but now to be part of his kingdom of his beloved. What an amazing thing that we have because of Jesus. The love of the Father is now the love that is poured out on us. He also shares with us and describes for us that as he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved, it says that in whom, in Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. When you think of redemption, you get this picture of slavery that goes on and this idea that he takes us from that stuck place of slavery where we can't get out and he redeems us. Jesus came to free us from sin. Those of you here tonight that are stuck in sin, I want to tell you, you don't have to be. Jesus came, the baby that came, he came to redeem you. If you'd be willing, he'll free you from the sins that you've struggled with your whole life. Redemption. And not just that he would free you, but that he would truly forgive you. It goes on to describe, the. Uh, it says, re- re- we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. When I was a kid, my mom would take me to the library, the public library. Got a library card is a big deal. It's like a credit card. And you could get books and stuff. And I would go, and my mom would take me and go back and forth, back and forth. And uh, my mom had a tough time keeping uh, track of me. I was, uh, I was a boy, and my sister was a girl, and she did everything right. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we, we did that, and it got later, and so on and so forth. And so I, I checked out a bunch of books, but maybe I didn't get that one book back. Maybe I didn't, but I didn't really want to think about it. And so I just said, uh, uh, forget it. Uh, I won't go to the library anymore. And so time went on, time went on. I, I grew up, I went to junior high and I forgot how to read and high school, you know, you don't need to go to the public library anymore. They have one at your school and I go to college and, um, 
go to Santa Barbara City College, didn't check out a book then, and then I went a couple more years, and then I came back to Santa Barbara City College, and I had some class. I don't know what it was, but I needed to go to the library, and I needed to get some books, and so I go to the library, and it's you know, beautiful library, different one, like, but part of the system, I guess, and uh, and I, I say, this is my name, and they say, oh, do you have a library card? And I said, oh, I had one long ago, and they said, oh, tell us your name, and they, they go, oh, yeah, uh, you didn't return this book. Uh, there's a fine, there's a fine. The fine is 5860 no, it wasn't that, uh, it was like $30 or so. I don't know what it was. And they said, you have to pay that before you get to check out another book. And so it was embarrassing, you know, full-grown man. And uh, I'm paying for some book that I checked out in fourth grade or something like that. <laughs> I want to tell you that um, a lot of times in our domain of darkness, uh, we think our sins are no big deal. Our sins are, oh, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. No, you're not. Um, But I'm a good person, and I've done more good things than bad. And I'm sure God's not going to count my sins against me because he must love me a lot. He does love you a lot, so much that he sent his son. So that in him you could have forgiveness of sins, but apart from him that you are stuck in the domain of darkness. I want to encourage you that the only way to get your sins forgiven, to get right with God, to be redeemed, to be part of the kingdom of his beloved son, is to trust in Jesus Christ, to bring the mess of your life before him, to confess that you are a sinner, that you need a savior, and his name is Jesus, and to cry out to him and he'll accept you as you are and change you into what he wants you to be. This is why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. This is why we've gathered here tonight, and I hope that's encouraging to you. Please pray with me now. God, thank you. Thank you for your kindness and your love for us and your son, Jesus. God, we, uh, we rejoice. We rejoice. We're a mess without you. Uh, we need you today. We need you tomorrow. We need you on the day of our death, but uh, the effectiveness of your son, What he did for us on the cross will go on for eternity. God, do your work in those here now who are listening. God, if there are any here that don't know you, I pray that today would be their day that they trust in you. Pray for those who are wondering that today is their day that they would think through uh, where they need to be with you and God's people, your people, the, the church, the bride of Christ. God, thank you so much for this time. Glorify yourself in us. Help us to rejoice and celebrate these next couple of days. We do thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.